through this coronavirus world pandemic, chances are you're sleeping less. And that's not a good thing. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. I'm an early riser. If I'm up at four, that's a late start. And I don't say that by way of, look at me. I've always been that way. Well, that's it. These days, I am rising earlier and working longer. But Eric Barker is helping me rethink that strategy. Barker is the author of Barking Up the Wrong Tree, the surprising science behind why everything you know about success is mostly wrong. Now, this guy devours a lot of scholarly articles related to a variety of themes and provides the implications relative to matters of what we would call success. I'd encourage you to pick up the book. I mean, you're not going to agree with everything. I sure didn't. But Barking Up the Wrong Tree is interesting, even entertaining, and you're going to learn a lot. Now, in his chapter, How to Find Harmony Between Home and the Office, he's going to address the subject of sleep, particularly in the context of our go-go mindset that we often have with respect to work. And if there's ever a time that any of us are in this go, go, go mindset, even when we're in a quarantine situation, it's during this coronavirus world pandemic. Now, in my context, as president of Lancaster Bible College and Capital Seminary and Graduate School, we have been hustling. In fact, our entire sector of higher education is hustling. Sleep, man, that feels like a luxury. And yet every day, we are in the midst of creative problem solving. First, it was, how are we going to take an entire institution spread out over four locations and have it fully remote ready, academically and with respect to our student services, in just a matter of days? Well, we did that. Then it was, well, how are we going to close our campus and at the same time remain fully operational and caring for all of our on-campus student population, most of whom are having to vacate, and yet some of them are still here? Well, we got that done. Then there were the financial matters, and on and on and on. All right. Enough said. The point is, is that creativity in the midst of all of this is critical. So here's what Barker says. To be really creative, you need to step out of that hyper-focused state of tension and let your mind wander. Researchers speculate that daydreaming is actually akin to problem solving. Interesting. And then he adds this. Speaking of downtime, you and I need to have a heart-to-heart about that daily block of big downtime sleep. He writes, research shows that not getting enough shut-eye makes you out and out dumber. Let me say that again. Research shows that not getting enough shut-eye makes you out and out dumber. John Medina, professor at the University of Washington School of Medicine, explains it this way. Taking a student used to scoring in the top 10% of virtually anything she does, One study showed that if she gets just under seven hours of sleep on weekdays and about 40 minutes more on weekends, she will actually begin to score in the bottom 9% of non-sleep-deprived individuals. Now, that's scary stuff, and it should scare us because, as Barker points out, and remember, this is research-driven, that lack of sleep makes our brains look like jello and causes us to function like drunks at work. Whoa! So how much sleep does the average American get? Well, according to Gallup, it's 6.8 hours. 
Now, I know there are short sleepers, people like you, people like me that think, well, I don't need that much. And if that's how you would counter Barker's research, then you would be tentatively classified as a short sleeper. And I say tentatively because true short sleepers actually only make up 1% to 3% of the population. So here's what he says about your claims to be a short sleeper. If you think you are one of them, quote, you are almost certainly not one of them, close quote. <laughs> what he says is these individuals, the true short sleepers, actually have a disorder in the gene sequencing, and it gets pretty scientific at that point, and I'm not going to go there. But the point is, is that while we all think that we are exceptions to the rule, most likely we're not, which means that lack of sleep is going to harm us. So I want you to listen to this story about Randy Gardner as it illustrates some of the serious consequences about sleep deprivation. What happens when you and I try to emulate these people? Let's look at the most extreme of cases, because frankly, that's more fun. Randy Gardner set the record for staying awake by remaining conscious for over 11 days. Researchers documented the whole thing and found that he experienced no long-lasting health issues and was back to normal after finally getting some sleep. That said, during the event, his brain completely went haywire. After a while, his speech slurred. He hallucinated. He had trouble focusing his eyes, and for a short time he came to believe he was an African-American football player, despite being a Caucasian teenager. The Guinness Book doesn't even have a category for sleep deprivation anymore because of how much it screws you up. Don't try this at home, kids. Sleep doesn't just affect how tired you are or how clearly you think. It also affects your emotions. You and I have had days when we're tired and cranky, but it goes deeper than that, down to the neuroscience level. When we're exhausted, our brains can't help but focus on the negative. Remember the amygdala? That part of the brain wasn't working in the woman who couldn't feel fear. Research by Matthew Walker at the University of California at Berkeley shows that sleep deprivation puts us in a state that's almost the opposite of that woman. The world gets more negative. When students were kept awake for 35 hours, fMRI analysis showed their amygdala response to bad things shot up to 60% higher than people who had slept normally. When we get our 8 hours, our brains reset and we are on a more even keel. Without shut-eye, our brains overreact to bad stuff. Plain and simple, when you're tired, it's harder to stay happy. All this lack of sleep has an impact on our ability to function effectively on our brain chemistry, our mood, and even our happiness. And Barker notes that research shows that your best productive time is the two hours right after you get up in the morning. So if you wake up exhausted, those two hours are going to be wasted. And what's as bad or even worse is that that lack of sleep negatively impacts you in a variety of ways. Listen to what he says. Okay, time for scared straight sleep edition. British researchers looked at white-collar workers who normally slept six to eight hours a night, but subsequently slept less. Then the researchers followed up with them more than a decade later. What was the result? A lot more dead people. The study reported, There is good evidence that participants whose sleep decreased from six, seven, or eight hours per night were at higher risk of all-cause and cardiovascular mortality than those who retained the same sleep duration across the phases. So, why aren't we getting enough sack time? We all like sleep. Of course, the answer is work. If you didn't know I was going to say that, please take a nap right now. 
University of Pennsylvania Medical School researcher Matthias Basner said, The evidence that time spent working was the most prominent sleep thief was overwhelming. It was evident across all sociodemographic strata, and no matter how we approach the question. And nothing beats video game programmer Evan Robinson's insight on what's happening here. To paraphrase, why is it that companies that wouldn't think twice about firing you for being drunk on the job don't mind creating conditions that effectively make you drunk on the job? You're not a computer that can run 24-7 without a hitch. You need rest. But you'll be punished for sleeping on the job. Meanwhile, sleeping on the job turns out to be a really good idea. The evidence for naps improving performance is pretty overwhelming. So what's the solution? I want to share with you four things. And number one is, to me, it begins with your worldview. Now, if God's got this and God's got you, and that's the overriding narrative of the Bible for those people that know him, then you can take his word that he really does want you to rest. And that rest is not a nice afterthought, but it's actually essential to a whole life. That's why God built Sabbath rest into the rhythm of the life of his people. That's why Psalm 127 says, it's vanity to burn the candle at both ends. Why? Because God gives his beloved sleep. Now, will the beloved have to work their backsides off at times and go over and above? Of course. I mean, that's life. But the rhythm is rest and work. Really, in that order, Genesis is the evening and the morning. We're the first day. Number two, go dark. You say, what do you mean by that? Turn off the lights. The darker your room, the better your sleep. And if you want to make it, go dark means turn off the blue lights. It means don't look at your computer just before you go to bed. It means don't check your social media feed just before you go to bed. Computer screen time is detrimental to your sleep. Turn it off. All right. Number three, take a nap. I'd encourage you to read Barker's book. He shares some interesting nap research by NASA that they're using to help their astronauts function more appropriately in space. Fascinating stuff. Take a nap. Number four, take a vacation. Now notice I said take. You must take a vacation. The vacation police are not going to come looking for you saying you haven't taken your vacation yet. It's not going to happen. It's on you to do this. So, if you think you're a short sleeper, you're probably not, and your lack of sleep is literally killing you. So, take a nap. Sleeping less than you need is not a badge of honor. It's a badge of stupidity, and that's the word of research, and even more so, it's a word from God's word. And that's my thought on my walk with Eric Barker and barking up the wrong tree. Now, my question for you is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? 